this is the Catholic Movie Guy Podcast. And we're back up in here. Here is our studio. We need a name for the studio, Tim. If you want to find me, you know where I'd be. In my studio. I'd be in my studio. Studio. Feel free to suggest things, only nice things, dear listeners. It's me, the Catholic movie guy. I have not, as of yet, died or quit or any other thing. You can call it the Catholic movie pod. Uh, That's not going to work for me. All right, then. I mean, maybe I'll sit with it. Sometimes you sit with these things and then they they take a life of their own and then you love them. Yeah? So, yeah, uh, I haven't done a podcast in more than a couple weeks now, and it's not due to any lack of hunt on my part, but rather circumstances has, have conspired against me and against podcasting in general. Firstly, a uh, very busy time, a lot of things going on in the personal life. Secondly, you know Tim doesn't watch many movies, and uh, Bo Bonner is just too too big for the show almost. I like to go to the show. Three... My computer met an unexpected end last week, and I've been without it for several days. But I'm here because people have been emailing, people have been telling, maybe, I don't know, I might have made it up, that they really miss me and they need to hear my voice or else they're going to commit suicide or do something horrible. So I figured I better do a podcast no no matter how um, unprepared I am, just because people's lives are on the line. Tim? That's a little dramatic. Tim? Yeah. I am to understand that you watched a movie recently. Is that correct? Yeah, you know, I'm on a bit of a roll. I've got this thing called the Sling TV. Sling, eh? And I am able to watch movies. And so one movie I watched was Bridge of Spies, which we are not podcasting today. No, I I think in a future podcast we will cover it. I want to do something much more important, though. One time you watched a sports movie, if I recall correctly, and we had an emergency podcast because that is a, that's like a solar eclipse. And yes, and I don't even remember what the sports movie was. I think that speaks very well of you <laughs> and possibly of your state during the podcast. Oh. It was The Blind Side. Oh, yeah, I love that movie. I give that 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Tim does like to lie. He really does. But it's a jocose lie because no one, no one would rate that 10 out of 10. Uh, no, indeed, uh, you happened upon another sports movie. Pray tell what were it? It's called Credo, or I Believe. I think you're talking about Creed, the Rocky sequel. Yes, I'm talking about Creed, the sequel to Rocky VI. So, little backstory for us, uh, just to, just to fill the listeners in. Rocky and Tim, and Rocky and Steve, have a very complicated triangle relationship here. I maintain that Tim doesn't really like any of the Rocky movies, maybe except the first one, which everyone, you know, it was critically acclaimed. But he doesn't really love the sequels. And Tim, I believe, uh, thinks I'm full of it. Is that correct? I like Rocky's 1, 2, 3, and 4, and have not seen Rocky's 5 and 6. Okay, I will make two points, which I think cinch my argument. One, you can't really love Rocky if you haven't at least seen five. I'll okay. forgive the lack of a Rocky Balboa, which was fine for what it is if you expe- accept the ridiculous premise that Sliced Alone can box at 60. Yeah, I can't re- accept that. Except you remember the great George Foreman. He had the George Foreman grill. He made a ridiculously late comeback, thus testing my belief in the veracity of the world boxing system. Cheerfully withdrawn, I agree. 
Sly Stallone, the real Sly Stallone, not Rocky Balboa, could fight at 60. I think anyone could if George Foreman did. Yeah. He had a lot of flub. He was in the 40s. I don't remember how old yeah, he really was, but high 40s, man. He was like Jamie Moyer. But in Rocky Balboa, the sixth movie, Stallone was totally ripped. I mean, it was believable. I don't know if they CGI'd it or if he was roided up, but he looked like he could pummel someone. Yeah, I didn't see it. Okay. Nevertheless, you've missed two Rocky movies. You do make fun of the Rocky movies quite a bit. Oh, yeah. They're horrible. Right, so that's why. So, so that statement right there is kind of why I thought maybe you didn't like them. Right, when you the, said they were horrible, that's kind of what led me to believe maybe you didn't like them. The first movie was sublime and fantastic, and the next movies you watched them because it was Rocky, and the progression of of complete unbelievability was such that they become they're just tremendous, especially if you've had something to drink when you watch them. <sighs> There's a couple things wrong with your opinion. One, it's wrong. And two, there is a robot butler in uh, or robot maid in Rocky IV. Do you not recall this? I thought that was uh, Threat Level Midnight with the great Michael Scarn. Okay, you're making an office reference now. Yes. Let's focus. Okay. You love robots. I do. I love them. You try to bring them into nearly every conversation. Yeah, I do remember the robot. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, okay, you're going to say there that's not a great one. In, there was also one in the Muppet movie. Okay. Now you're just randomly saying things. So here we go. You watched Creed. Yes. Creed got a lot of Oscar buzz. Really? <laughs> that's ridiculous. Okay. That just shows you what the standards are today. Let me just give the premise of Creed, Creed for the audience if they haven't seen it. Creed is Apollo's son. That's he right. He was out of wedlock. Right. He seems that uh, at the at, we, we meet we meet him at the beginning. He's fighting in some like Tijuana underground boxing association, and he's doing it just to get his kicks, just to satisfy this innate passion he has, uh, because he has like a button down good job. Of course, it's just some formless office. He looks like an accountant or any other thing that's you know very boring. Sorry to all the accountants. Though he was born out of wedlock. He was adopted by Apollo's actual wife. He didn't know his own mother. He, she got him out of juvie or whatever de, de, detestable uh, treatment center he was in at the time. Um, and he is, you know, loaded with money. He eventually comes to a crisis when he has to fight. He moves to Philadelphia and he trains somewhat reluctantly at first. Of course, there's no surprises in this movie at the hands of Rocky. Rocky takes him under his wing. One thing leads to another, and he goes on the boxing circuit. It's you know, it's basically Rocky one, but with Creed instead of Rocky, Creed's son. Yeah, if Rocky had been a child of privilege with a tremendous bloodline to to justify expectations of his skill set. Well, I mean, it's not just about the fact that Rocky wanted you know was doing it to get out of poverty or whatever. It's also this: they're both they both have an innate desire to fight, and that's what drives them. It's not really about the the money. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't want to disagree with the Catholic movie guy. No, please, I that's think, why I have you on. I think the the original Rocky movie wasn't about a guy with this love to fight per se. It was about a small-time loser who is thrown unexpectedly in the limelight because Apollo Creed had a cancellation on his on his bout. But I, I w- this movie really isn't about boxing at all. Okay, well, let's call time out. I would say that Rocky is about someone who didn't know how to do anything but fight. And I think that despite what you see, Creed has a job. He really doesn't know anything inside but but boxing. That's right. what I mean. I think All with right. Creed, it's more of a... It's seeking to validate his father. 
you know, he never knew his father. He died before he was born. And he wanted to prove that he was worthy of the man. Right, Whereas right. with Rocky, he was trying to find his place in the world. And he had a good heart. And boxing is just what he did to pass the time. I just don't think it drove him like this. Okay. Well, as usual, I think we're agreeing by uh, saying different words. I mean, that's the, that's what I'm saying. Uh, Creed is is finding fulfillment. He's trying to find his place in the world, which is related to his father, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So, yeah, I think what the movie's really about, uh, other than boxing, is a father-son relationship, which is, you know, good fodder for the Catholic movie guy. Yeah. But in this case, it's from a father who isn't even alive, and the, I mean, he has literally no relationship, no opportunity with a relationship with his father. And Rocky stands in for his father, not just in the obvious way that he's now his manager, but... He is his link to his father. He is the only person alive who is a link to his own father who actually supports him boxing as well. Who actually supports what his father was. Right. I think, and I'm just, now I'm really spitballing, this is yet another, um, without the movie makers knowing it, it's, it's, about, it's about, you know, patrimony and about the same thing that we're looking for now as, as traditionalists in a totally different way. We're trying to reconnect with a father, and by that I mean the traditional form of the faith or the traditional form of the church that has been obscured trying to deny the purpose of the church trying to uh, reconnect with the father that we never really knew while we were alive except in our case we're not the bastard children okay? no we're the we're, we're the true heirs well, and it the household's been taken over by the illegitimate indeed but i never really thought about that while i was watching i just thought it was a great boxing movie i saw this movie in with uh, some extended family peeps. And, you know, I love Rocky, not like you. And <laughs> I was so excited in the movie theater. You didn't see it in the theater, but when I heard the music play, when I, I'm, I was literally shadow boxing, if you can do that, in the movie theater. I was so excited. This movie got me pumped. It's not just like a cover band doing Rocky. It is the continuation of this Rocky vibe into a new person to the present day, and it was wonderful. In some respects, I thought the boxing was more realistic. Oh, and yeah. I, and I'm not just talking about the in-ring stuff, which most of the time was, sometimes wasn't, but the idea of what the boxing scene is and what it take, you know, what the profession's really like, um, it seemed like that was real. Again, the way the media covers it and the way they would make hay over Creed if he were who he is. Uh, in this particular uh, venue, so to speak. Um, what am I trying to say? I'm just talking around. I think you, what you were going to say was how great I am and how my <laughs> opinions are super duper cool and I, awesome. Maybe. I, you know, I guess. Or as you would say, groovy. Yes, things are groovy or they are not. But I didn't really get jacked up by this uh, no, of course boxing not. tale. I mean, it was really as formulaic can I, as it gets. Can I tell you why you didn't? Go ahead. Because you don't really love Rocky, despite your protesting. I just think sports movies are so cliche. It's so we'll get to we'll get to sports. I want to wrap. I want to put a little bow on this. A uh, couple points. One, Stallone was nominated for uh, best supporting actor. He lost in a highway robbery, which I will not discuss. I who, think who my won? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. No, I think I think Stallone was great in this movie, and Stallone. This was Stallone's only good acting performance in the whole franchise after the first. 
Okay, I've, ladies and gentlemen, I re, first you haven't seen in Rocky the first. Movie. He was fantastic. You didn't see six though. Six I haven't seen good. five or six. Okay. So I could be wrong. Six wasn't a great movie, but he was really good in it. Okay, okay. Um, Michael B. Jordan, the main act. I thought he was absolutely outstanding. He was pretty good. I, he didn't emote. He didn't over emote at all. But he conveyed, which is my preferred style. He conveyed much with little um, dialogue and with little. I enjoyed his hot, 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 hot girlfriend. Also deaf. What? Going deaf. Huh? (laughs) That's for you, Sherry. Yeah. Oh, jeez. All right, here we go. Uh, (laughs) Let's just get to the point here. You say it's formulaic. Yes. Of course. Formulas exist because they work. Okay, now this, this is the before. apotheosis of a sports movie formula. I reject that word. And Why? Do you even know what it means? I do. The highest exemplar. It's the process of becoming divine. This That's is like, one definition. It's it's the etymology. But, but this takes a formula, a human uh, thing, and makes it into something transcendent. It's wonderful. The movie is a pretty good movie. No, it's a no great more. Movie. It's a great movie. I've seen it three times now. I would watch it again tonight if it were on. It is a timeless thing because it doesn't try to do too much. It does just enough to take this form and add to it. It's like the the best guest of the podcast, Dr. Professor, the Master, Bo Bonner the Third, the Right Reverend, our prior general and founder. Who's that? Yeah, Bo. He's he's big on this. You know, the, the, the old stories, the old tropes, the old mythology, it works because it resonates. That's why it's good. You don't have a problem with Sylvester Stallone through Rocky is encouraging fornication with this guy? What, what, yeah, I don't know. He, no. he has this, this dude's hot, hot, hot girlfriend over to spend the night. As usual, you're ricocheting all that. Yeah, I, the one scene in this movie that really bothered me was that. Yeah, it was totally Although he unnecessary. did say, you know, it's, it weakens the legs, so maybe he was telling him not to do it. doesn't matter. It was, it was totally unnecessary. And yet again, a gratuitous, um, it wasn't an explicit sex scene, but a gratuitous sex scene. That, yeah, I'm taking that out of here. Content, this go, is not about content. This I'm is about the themes. I'm going to go one step further on you because there was a really wonderful development of this relationship yes, between those two. very good. It was that was not formulaic. I thought it was very realistic how they won each other's respect in a it wasn't totally formulaic and how both of them could act like jerks and they could both be forgiven. There was none of the, the cliche on that. I thought that was very well done. Yeah, it was. And I do agree that scene is gratuitous, but you're just you're all over the place here, man. The point is the movie as a whole, the themes it resonates. It, it teaches. It teaches about fathers and sons. It teaches about passion versus reason. It teaches about perseverance. And those things are formulaic because people need to hear that stuff. It's great. They did it in the best way they could do this movie. They couldn't have done it better except for the excising of that one scene. Hmm. All right. There's one more thing that I wanted to talk about, if you don't mind. I do. Go ahead. I resented a little bit. Okay. I don't know if these... People listening to the podcast know about Rocky Three. So at the end of Rocky Three, spoiler alert! After Creed trains Rocky back to the championship, he has like a a fight in their own little training gym where they're going to go fifteen rounds, and the movie ends with the first punches being thrown. We never know who wins that fight. So in this movie, Creed asks Rocky who won that fight. Now I can under, I can imagine that Rocky would tell the son of Creed who won the fight. But we don't need to know that. That was never intended to be known. He could have just said, hey, 
Okay, you want to know who won the fight? I'll tell you who won the fight. That's Stallone, by the way. That's not Jack Buck. It was beautiful. Right, and then as soon as he what says... What would Marlon that, Brando say about that impression? You come to me in this gym and want to know who won the fight of your daughter's wedding. We have not had Marlon Brando on since the first podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, look it up on the waterfront. This is incredible. Thank you, Marlon. Go ahead, Tim. It could have been somebody. So no, 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 Marlon, enough. He could, he could have said, okay, so yeah, you want, you want to know, I'll tell you. And then, boom, fade to black or cut to the next scene. So we don't have to know, even if we know that he told Creed. I just hated that little gratuitousness. Gratuitous. I would say it doesn't matter, Hill of Beans, one, two. Of course it's appropriate for us to get that as he gets the information. Three, he could have been just, you know, who knows who won a fight, whatever. He could have just been shining them on because it's his dad. He wanted him to think his dad was great. Meaning he lied and made up facts. He might have shaded the truth to help someone else as a simple good person would do, even if not technically 100% morally correct. Fine. Final point. This is part of a larger thing that is actually interesting to me, which is retconning old material or old movies via new prequels or sequels. What does that mean? Retconning. Retroactive continuity. You learn something or explain something. Did you make up that term? No, this is a nerd term. It barely applies here because it's not really about continuity, but information. It's like in the Star Wars prequels where we learn about midichlorians, which is like a horrible example of it, which ruins the actual Star Wars movies if you take that to its They're all horrible. To its logical end. But in, in good situations like Better Call Saul, it can actually add to and deepen things in the original movie or TV show. AMC, Monday night, 9 p.m. Central. Indeed. You hate sports movies. No, I don't hate them. No, I just no, don't no. like them. No, no, no. I mean, they're mindless entertainment. <laughs> but you love a movie like Notting Hill, which is as formulaic as romantic comedies can get. That's a sparkling and intelligent film. So is this. Yeah, I don't see it. Whatever. Tim. Yep. What do you give it out of ten? I'm going to go ahead and give this one six out of ten, The Tim Mans. That's outrageous. I'm going to talk you up at least a point. You're lucky you got six, frankly. I did that for you. How in the world can you mean that opinion? I would recommend that people watch it, so it's got to be at least five. Yeah, it's pretty good. If you never saw it in your whole life, your life is 100% as fulfilled as it was if you had seen it. <laughs> this thing is nothing. It's gossamer thread. <laughs> Baby, it is six out of ten. Okay. Go ahead. The tip in, 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 the tip in. Yeah! Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I am I'm offended. My intelligence is insulted. And I hurt in my heart because when I love something, that's why I started this podcast, however mediocre. The tip man. I did it to share my love of the movies with other human beings and to get them to see what I see in the movies. I love them. I'm nobody special. I'm no Robert Siskel. You know you what I'm are. saying? It's Gene Siskel. I just want... Yeah, I know. I said Gene Ebert. I just want to share my love of the film, and I want you to love it, too. I tell you who might love this movie, Tim. Is she included on your census form? No comment. Mowing the lawn. <laughs> you were mowing the lawn? 
Didn't I tell you not to mow the lawn? I would do that. Uh, yes. Yeah, I, I, I love you. You're so awesome. I love you. Hey, I do what I can. Tim's tickled at this. Uh, Doesn't his wife mow the lawn? No. I have a team of Guatemalans for this. He really does. That's not a joke. Okay. So, uh, honey, you know that movie Creed? Yeah. Did you Did like... Did you like that? I did, yes. Yes, Tim did watch it. I'll let you know what he thought of it in a minute, but first, what did you think of it? Um, I, um, I thought it was great. I really liked the resurgence of the Rocky character, and um, I, I don't know, I, I thought it was a really great story. It, I, don't, I don't know. Did it's you? been a while again since I've seen it. Did you think his girlfriend was hot? Awkward. She was. She was a beautiful young woman. Yes. What would you give it out of ten? How many Catholic movie gals? Catholic movie gals. Mm. Ooh, eight and a half or nine? Oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. Honey, we got this connection, babe. We got this thing going on. You know. You know, it wasn't a choice. You know, it was meant to be. Did Timmy hate it? Did Timmy hate it? No, Timmy purportedly gave it a six. Oh, Chad. <laughs> Goodbye! Goodbye. You should give it eight and a half lawnmowers. <laughs> so there you have it. The Catholic movie gal agrees with me. The Tin Man. No, uh, me, Catholic movie guy. What are the odds? Oh. Pretty good. We are married. That's true. Tim. I'm going to talk you up a point, okay? You, this All is right. a seven. Uh, anyone you meet on the street, this is a seven. There's no going lower than a seven. Now, me, I'm higher. I'll tell you in a minute, but uh, it's, high, it's at least a seven for sure. Yep. You ready? Uh-huh. Go ahead. You already complimented Stallone. This is the best performance of Stallone's career, even perhaps better than the original Rocky. And if you... I see you getting mad. Let me scale back. It's the second best performance of Stallone's career. And here's why it resonates with me as a Catholic movie guy he goes to the cemetery to read paulie and adrian the newspaper did i cry you know i did did i cry again yes the last time i watched it i knew it i knew it did i cry again of course i yes i yes 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 many tears why he's paying homage to the dead he's respecting the corporal reality of the human body yes the spirit has flown do you believe that they already knew the contents of the newspaper that's not the point. Is a simple man doing a simple gesture to honor the dead. He is simple. Nothing could be more Catholic. That's why it works, because he returns back to the simplicity of who he really is. Yeah. It's beautiful. Also, uh, I don't know if you picked up on this. His son says he moved away or whatever. Uh-huh. St- Stallone's actual son, who played the character, died in the interim. No I mean, way. that's very touching, too. Yeah, but that really isn't movie-related. It's meta-movie, and it goes to the movies. By the way, I love that term, meta-movie. Yeah, it's macro-movie. Remember micro-machines? This is macro-movie. Didn't he win the French presidential election? Yeah. So, yeah, dude, it, it resonated, okay? The cancer... Mm, spoiler alert. The cancer bit. <laughs> I found it... Spoiler alert from here on out. Someone gets cancer. I won't say who. Spoilers. Three, two, one.
Rocky has cancer. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. I did. You saw him having cancer when you came into the movie. Okay. Mickey died. Apollo died. Lots of... Adrian died. Of course Rocky's going to get cancer. The only surprise is he didn't die. Remember when Bob Dylan went electric and he had a comment at the concert? Yeah. You're a liar. You did not go into that movie thinking Rocky would get cancer. That is so ridiculous. No, but this is a great point because when he got cancer, I thought, of course. That's because you're predisposed to hate everything about the movie and write it off as formulaic even if you didn't see it coming. No, it's... it's Whatever. He gets cancer. It was surprising to me. I'll say that. Now, at the time, the first time I saw it, I thought, this is a bit much. It's almost too much. You didn't need the cancer storyline. I thought the redemptive arc of Creed, the father-son relationship, was enough. But upon uh, further viewings, once I get over the surprise of the cancer, I think it works well because it also illustrates another Catholic point very cogently. This life isn't all there is. It's okay. He was ready to accept death and to move on. He was ready to be with Adrian. Right. And yet what happens? No. And here's point number three. The turn of heart is because he truly sacrifices his desire, which is totally valid and Catholic. For the good of Creed, because he knows that Creed needs him, not because he needs to stay alive. That's your best point yet, because leading up wait, to that... Wait, wait, wait. Leading up to that, I'm thinking, okay, Mickey dies, this is the Mickey moment. And then, okay, Mickey's not going to die. Oh, okay, Mickey wants to be with, with Adrian, which I thought was great. Then, when he decides to train with Creed, I thought to myself, okay, this reads like a Komen commercial. This is like stand-up to cancer. Uh, he's going to hold a sign and be in solidarity with this guy. It was a joke. Mm-hmm. But when you phrase it that way, yeah, as an act of self-sacrifice, because I think he rather would have died. I know. Um, so, yeah, I'll give you that. Okay. What's that, like, 0.5 maybe? 0.1. It's a 6.1 out of 10. The 10 Man's. Can we talk a little bit about how good the boxing scenes were, how good the camera work was? The way the camera moves seamlessly in and out and around the ring. Obviously, that's due to technology that probably wasn't as obtainable or even attainable at all in the 80s. Yeah, it's a good sports movie. No, 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 no. It's a great sports movie. It is, and that gets it a 6 out of 10. A great sports movie with all this emotional resonance and Catholic themes on top is at least a 7, buddy. You gave The Blind Side an 8. How in the world can you say that that is too better than this movie? It's not. It's Can, can I say how? Sandra. Does this movie have Sandra Bullock in it? That chick is as hot as hot. That's it. Good point. Certainly, certainly, if I were a worldly <laughs> shell of a man like yourself, that could be worth a point. Bingo. That's why this is a seven. Just give me seven. Give me 6.6 and we'll call it even. We'll no, call it a day. that's the mark of the devil, nearly. All right, how about 6.56? I'm going to give it 6.49 just for GP. Fine, seven out of ten. Yeah, baby, go ahead. Bang! I'm doing the Lord's work here. Doing the Lord's work in the Lord's gym. It means Terry! That's right. Here's the thing. Ladies and gentlemen, Tim has come to an acceptable place, but I don't settle for acceptable. I want the true score. And the true score is a 9 out of 10. It's really more of a 3. But go ahead, give us a 9 out of 10. You're giving this a 9 out of 10? Do you have any standards whatsoever? This is a joke. This movie is awesome. It's, it's one of my all-time favorite sports movies. Are you serious? Yeah, like, what's a clearly better sports movie than this one? Rocky, Rocky 1, 
Okay. Yep. Fine. Hoosiers? Mm. Yeah, I'd have to say Hoosiers is better, but it's also formulaic. I'm... We talked about that point earlier. I won't bemoan it. But, yeah, we're getting to the point where I would put this movie. That's how good it is as a sports mm, movie. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you're you're going to say something like Chariots of Fire or something. I ain't never seen it. Okay, whatever. 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 Yeah, so this gets nine newspaper readings at a cemetery out of ten. And I will not do that nine times. Nine newspaper readings at a cemetery. Newspaper See, readings at a cemetery. Dear, dear newspaper listener, readings I, at a cemetery. That was nine of them. Can I give you an insight into the Catholic movie guy? Okay, so we I have, doubt you give me any since I am him. We have a Catholic movie guy tradition here. So we are brothers from the same mother. Allegedly. And my brother does enjoy the visit to the cemetery to honor our sainted father. And I know that's what got to him. And I, I laud him for it. I have uh, made far fewer such visits uh, because... I'm more of the Matty Ross school of the spirit has flown, which of course is not Catholic. So give credit to the movie guy. And what do I do, Tim, when I go to the cemetery? I sit, and what do I do? You smoke a cigar That's and cry exactly like a baby. That's exactly what I do. Both of which are stupid. Yeah, I'm ready to put this at a 9.5, but I'm going to hold back because my reason says 8.5, but my heart says 9.5. We'll settle in at 9. Ladies and gentlemen... This has been the Catholic Movie Guy podcast, but it will not be the last Catholic Movie Guy podcast. There will be many, many more, many much, many moosen in the woods and in the woodenism. Subject to Fatima. Of course, always. Good caveat, Tim. Thank you. Next week, I have I have about three coming down the pike that might come out this week, next week. But keep your eyes peeled. There will not be a gap of three weeks again or whatever it was, unless my computer dies. There will not be. I will not let you down until I finally do. And I say that's the end of the Catholic Movie Guy podcast. Tim. Uh, signing off, I'm Dr. Bo Bonner. Party on, Wayne. Party on, Greg. <laughs>